Welcome to this week's episode of the Women in Tech Spotlight. Today, I'll be talking to Liesl Klockers. Liesl is Solution Engineering Leader for Commercial and Finance Accounts at Salesforce Germany. Thank you for joining us again this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any future episodes. Now back to my guest. Welcome, Liesl. Hi, Ronke. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here, Liesl. Let's kick it off with a little bit more about you. Who are you? Tell our listeners. <laughs> well, um, first of all, I'm a woman and um, I have been working for a long time in the technology industry and we'll come to more details later on. Um, secondly, I'm a mother, a mother of three. Um, my children are not that small anymore. I have two sons aged 20 and 22 and a daughter who is 15. So still some, some work to do, and, but I really enjoy bringing these two worlds together. Yeah, and um, yeah, maybe privately, I love reading all um, types of books. Um, I really spend a lot of time there as much as I can. And but I also like going out into nature. I like running. Um, so this is a great change for my day to day work. You love to read. So you have to give. I will ask you for a tip for a book later. OK, <laughs> right away. what are you reading at the moment? Well, um, actually, I'm rereading Dare to Lead from Rick oh, Brady Brown. Okay. Um, I really love that book. And um, I think it's always good to to reread it from time to time because there's just so much insight on how to deal with a lot of these leadership issues. So I really love that. Yes, great, great book and great tip to our listeners. If you haven't read it, read it. It's totally worth your time. Definitely. So um, now let's actually just jump into what you do um, in your professional life. You already touched a little bit on the leadership uh, mm -hmm. side of it. You are a solution engineering leader at Salesforce, right? Tell me a bit, little bit about that, what you do on a daily basis, what you enjoy about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm leading a team of around 35 solution engineers divided into three teams, um, covering, as you said, um, the Mittelstand in Germany. And um, yeah, I really enjoy about it. Um, yeah, the many facets of, of this, this job. First of all, it's a lot about people leading my team, developing my team. I think it's the greatest um, job a manager has is developing their people, see them grow, even if that means that they move away from your team, which um, is a natural thing. But I think still, um, this is, is, is really the most important aspect. On the other hand, um, I love the customer base I'm working on, um, which is really very diverse. We have very small company, which just um, 100 employees up to bigger companies um, with 5,000 employees and across all industries. Mm -hmm. And um, so for, on my day-to-day -day work, what we really do um, in my team is um, working with our customers, figuring out um, what is it um, that um, could help them in regards to how they deal with their customers. Mm -hmm. How could, can our customers make um, the relationship with their customers better and easier? And so we work with these customers, we, we discover, we see, do a lot of discovery, like we say, figuring out what their problems are, what their processes are, and then obviously um, try to think how we can best help them. 
Yes, that sounds so interesting. So, and of course, of course, we also work with Salesforce. A lot of people work with Salesforce. But for those who don't, maybe you want to say a couple of words about what kind of solution you're selling to these customers, because you talked about making them successful in dealing with their customers. So what is that? Well, um, Salesforce is, first of all, a, a cloud company founded um, 23 years ago. And um, basically, the idea is to make the use of software as easy as buying a book on Amazon. So you can just get a login, pay with a credit card, and then off you go without doing too much. And basically, the, the content and the goal of the software is to, to build the relationship with customers. So it all started with sales, Salesforce. That's why we have the name. But today, we do much more than that. We deal with sales, with service, with marketing. And the idea is really that with the help of our platform, um, it doesn't matter where a customer accesses a company, whether um, he comes to the online shop, whether he calls into the service hotline, he walks into the shop, he always gets an excellent customer experience because all the people at the company know this customer as if it was their only customer and so they can treat this customer really well. Mm -hmm. You touched on this interesting thing about technology nowadays, how deeply it is intertwined with what we do on a daily basis. So, you know, when we go into a shop as a customer, we don't necessarily think about what's at the back of that to make that happen, that we get our services and our products. But I think that's what makes technology so interesting nowadays and why I feel that you should actually consider going into a career in tech, that you're actually involved into everything that makes our world tick. Right. Yeah, that's that's perfectly true. Um, I think uh, when people think about jobs and technology, they often see, think about programming, about research, about you know, maybe some boring stuff. <laughs> um, and I think um, what I'm working on on a daily basis is really about relationships. It's about mm -hmm. people. It's about humans. It's about how to make um, an experience great for your customer. So it's very colorful, very diverse, and, and yeah, very down to earth. And mm -hmm. it has actually not so much to do anymore with, um, uh, let's say, programming. It's more about figuring out how to find a great solution to make this customer experience so, so seamless, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very true statement you just made that when we think about uh, working in technology, we have a totally different picture of what it actually is. So there's this, this bias that you sit in front of your computer, badly dressed, eating pizza and coding all day. So <laughs> and our that's right. <laughs> obviously is a different one. So you talked about communication and relationship mm -hmm. and customers and being out there and having conversations. And, um, and this is also my experience, but now tell me something. Um, obviously this is a picture that we have because we are inside the field, but did you always know that technology would be like this? Is that something you aspire to doing or what was it that got you into technology to begin with? Well, um, if I look back at my career, I really say it wasn't as planned. Um, as many young people today try to plan their careers. So I work a lot of with students and, and graduates. And, and so they already have a very clear picture of what they want to do in one year and three years. It wasn't like that at all when I started. Um, basically, um, after I finished school, I wasn't really sure what, what to study. And then actually my father said, well, why don't you study computer science? Um, it's, uh, it will open you 
all the doors in your life. And then I said, well, it's probably not my dream study because obviously I was, was interested in tech, but not, not passionate about it, let's say. And so, but I said, well, um, this is probably true. And also the other thing is if you study this, you are not fixed to one certain profession, but you still have many open possibilities. And so I did that and I, I fought my way through this study. It was not my, my dream, <laughs> my dream study. But um, in, in the end, it really came true what, what, what I, um, I aspired to because um, I, I immediately found um, um, a job at um, Oracle at that time. And, they had a trainee program, which was great because you got to know every department of the company. So you were in sales, cold calling, you were in support, answering customer calls. You basically went through, you were marketing, you went to a trade show and showed off the products. And that was a, an excellent basis to decide where I wanted to go. And that's how I actually landed in pre-sales then, because actually I really love this link between technology and, and people, basically presenting technology to people, figuring out how technology could, could help people. And so, yeah, it, it wasn't planned, but that's the way I ended up. With. <laughs> that is uh, an interesting story, really, because it reminds me of uh, what a couple of women have told me in these interviews when I asked them what kind of recommendations they would give to women. Um, they said that they should try as many things as possible to find out which part of tech really interests them. And it's interesting to see that Oracle had a program that would enable you to do that because usually, you know, you have like an internship and it's in one um, business unit and that's where you stay and you have no clue what else is around. And I think it's so important to see the different options there are because one tech job is not at all like any another tech job. It could be something completely different. Definitely. Yeah. So um, talking about your father who gave you this good recommendation to go into computer science, was he in technology himself or why did he recommend this? Yes, he was a researcher in, um, um, he researched radar technology. So slightly mm -hmm. different area, but obviously he, he had an understanding on how important computer science mm -hmm. um, was even at that time, which is some years ago, it, it didn't play the role it does today in our everyday lives. Um, I think when I finished my studies, the internet just started, um, so mm -hmm. this was completely new. But still, I think um, uh, basically having uh, in computer science basically is intertwined with so many areas of our lives, so that uh, you even if you're not working for a technology company, you have so many ways of, of engaging yourself and choosing the yeah. way you're uh, the path you're passionate about. Yeah. I like how he understood that this would be a field that would become bigger and, and give you the, an option to always have a job in the future. Um, you said that you struggled throughout that study. Was it just the content or was it also maybe the setting? Tell me a little bit about what the obstacles you were you faced during your studies. Well, I think it was mainly the content. Um, uh, the setting was there were I think 300 um, boys and eight girls, but I, I never thought this was a disadvantage because <laughs> obviously all the professors knew me, um, everybody um, knew my face. I wasn't just a nobody in, 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 this, in, this, in these classes. And so that, that really worked out really well at that time. Um, but obviously, um, sometimes the content is really dry, right? If you learn this and at that time, it also, 
um, at the faculty I studied in, it was really, really theoretical. So it was a lot of mathematics and mm -hmm. proving. And so not really hands-on. We, we started doing a little bit hands-on. And when I then started working for my thesis, I ended up in, in a science project for um, ESA in, in, in the Netherlands. And that then was really, really interesting because we started to really do some, some measurements for them. And, and on the other side, I got to know international people and we worked together in this international project. And then I started to feel, oh yeah, this might be a good thing I'm doing here. Yeah. It's interesting to see how something becomes more interesting when you actually have a real life application, right? Yeah. Because what you said about um, the content being very dry, I personally, I studied chemistry, but mm -hmm. I also experienced it as very dry because there is something that the German speaking educational system has when you look at their textbooks, they're very theoretical and they mm -hmm. often lack um, examples of what this is actually for, which yeah. is a big difference to the way um, American textbooks are written, for example. Mm -hmm. So I can totally feel, <laughs> feel the dryness there. <laughs> and you also said something else very interesting that I also experienced because there's always a lot of talk about, you know, as a woman in tech being the only woman in the room, which is very common or used to be more common than it is today, mm -hmm. but it's still common. And, but it also has an advantage. And I like that you said that because actually my advantage as, as being a woman in tech is actually people remember me. Yeah. So every person who has ever met me knows me even years later, they know who I am. And this is something that will help you with your career as well, if you're doing a good job, obviously. But um, yeah. um, obviously, it's not only because you're a woman, you're remembered. But um, as you say, even in, later on in customer meetings, when you are in a big round of of, of, of men and, and you're the only women, woman and you also usually bring some, uh, let, let's say it's, uh, some diversity, some, some enthusiasm, um, a positive tone to, to this, this round because as we all know, a diverse round is always much, much more fun simply. Mm -hmm. um, I think, um, as you say, it's, it's really an advantage and um, yeah, um, it helps you. Yeah. So you, you said that it became more interesting when you had the possibility to do real life applications at ESA. ESA is a right, ESA, right? yeah. Okay. European and Space Agency. Exactly. <laughs> so that also sounds very, very interesting just in itself. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering, you're now somewhere completely different, obviously. You're mm -hmm. now a manager of solution engineers, system engineers. So what was your trajectory? How did you get there? How did you mm -hmm. get there from being an individual contributor to being like in a management position? Um, well, I I started as a, as a solution engineer at Oracle um, in Germany at that time. Um, but then I got the opportunity to actually move to the US um, um, to the Oracle headquarter. And there I took over a position which was more in product management, which basically was designing products. And I found there um, in, that sometimes people who are at headquarters of a company do not have as much understanding for customers because they develop, they're deep in their development work and do not have this customer um, 
this, this customer connection. And so I really liked that. And actually I was really, really young at that point in time, but I was very successful because I brought this customer connection into, into this very, it was database development. So very, very technical, very, but still we need to know what the customers need. And then during that time, I was approached by a startup company at that time, um, Siebel Systems. This was basically the first, time, first company who brought the concept of Salesforce automation, as it was called at that time, or CRM, into the marketplace. They were a really tiny company at, um, at that time, really in the, in the backyard of, of a laundry company. Uh, so the typical American startup story, and they were looking for people to help them to build up their business in, in Germany or in the, in the Dutch region. And so I said, well, this sounds great, especially when I saw the product, because the product was really about building this customer connection. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started out, um, I, I went back to Germany, I started out with three colleagues, and we built the Siebel business from scratch and I took over this part of first being the first solution engineer at all in Europe traveling all around uh, the countries was really a fun experience um, then basically starting to build up my teams and then um, first um, I built up a team in Germany and when I um, left Siegel after after 10 years actually um, it was a European team of architects doing POCs and running technical evaluations with our customers. Um, then I, I had um, a little bit um, of a break because obviously, as I said, I have three children and I, I needed some time to get my, my firstborn to school. And then I had my, my, my third daughter. And so I decided to, to work as a freelancer, uh, as a consultant. Um, again, in the CRM area, consulting companies on how to approach their CRM projects. And, had, and therefore I had more flexibility to also deal with the yeah, work-life balance that you have as a, as a mother. <laughs> yeah, and um, again, um, I, yeah, I worked, I did this for about eight years and then I was approached by Salesforce and they asked me, okay, we need a manager for, for um, at that time, an enterprise um, team for a certain industry it was financial services and telco at the time. And then I said, wow, um, if I remember back my career, um, so my last position at Siebel was actually a second level management position. But then mm -hmm. I said, well, first level management was really what was most fun because you're still very much cl very close to the customer relationship. You are still very close to the content and not not too much administration. So I think, and it still had people you could coach, but could still also work on, on projects yourself. And so, um, yeah, I, I came to, to Salesforce as a first line manager. And at that time I said, well, I will stay this forever because that's really so much fun. And I really love that. And um, during the course of my stay there, I also moved to another industry. So I built up the retail team, which was again, a new challenge because obviously in retail, you have totally different processes and dealing with end customers. And um, so I, I built up that team, but then I was asked because um, yeah, a person left, I said, well, they need a second line manager for this um, team I'm currently managing. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, okay, I, I will try and and again it was uh, it's always tough to leave a team that you build up and um, obviously there's a lot of emotions and, and you're linked to people but on the other hand then you start a new task and you learn so much more and you widen your horizon 
and learn, um, yeah, meet new people. Um, so um, I really had to work my way into this commercial, more run rate oriented, more quick business coming from the very large enterprise accounts. And, and again, this was a new challenge. So I think really moving around, having new challenges, working in different environments really makes you grow. And, and I really like this about my job. But what also uh, what I like also is that I currently I have three managers um, managing my teams, but I also have some direct reports. So I still have the best of both worlds. <laughs> So you had such an interesting and varied career with, you know, different steps, being an individual contributor, first line manager, second line manager, and um, also product management. And um, if you look at it from the outside, you ask yourself, um, what are the skills you need to, to, you know, do all these different things? Obviously, you already mentioned um, lifelong learning and growing, but what, what of your other skills do you feel help you um, you know, be so successful? Mm -hmm. Well, I think um, obviously, even if I probably didn't use so much of the content of my computer science studies, it always helped me. It was in the background. It was a great foundation. I don't think you necessarily need that for a career in tech, um, but obviously it's not hindering you. So <laughs> it also has some advantages. Um, I have a lot of solution engineers in my team who have a totally different background. We, we um, non-technical at all. So I think that this is really um, open if you want it. I think especially in the area I am in the people skills, the communication skills, um, presentation skills, the passion about what you do and the ability to transport this passion to, to an audience, I think are really, really important. Yeah. Obviously being able to build connections, um, obviously as a manager, a lot of um, empathy, listening skills for your people. And you, you'll probably notice most of these skills are, yeah, are not technical at all. <laughs> They're mostly human skills, um, which are really important. And on the other hand, I think you need, uh, as always in life, you need a lot of perseverance. You need to be resilient because there will always be setbacks uh, of different types. And then you have to just say, oh, um, let's move forward and, and, and try to tackle this. <laughs> yeah. I like how you emphasize that what we need in, to be successful in tech today are a lot of interpersonal skills, communication, empathy. And I agree that even if you are working as a solution engineer, one of the things you have to bring to the table is the ability to empathize with your customer, to understand where he wants to go and what he really wants to achieve. Because often, you know, what people say and what they really want is not necessarily, you know, the first thing they, they actually really communicate. So um, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel that women are specifically suited for these kind of positions. What is your experience there? Well, definitely. Um, obviously, the experience you first have when you look into most solution engineering organizations is that there are not so many women. <laughs> and it was the same when I started uh, my job with Salesforce. So most uh, solution engineers were, were men. But um, um, I, we put a special focus on this and, and saying, okay, and every interview we do for every position, we will include at least one woman, even if it takes longer to find the candidates, even if it's maybe a little bit harder in recruiting, but it works. And so 
Um, time over time, I think we are now at 30% um, women in, in solution engineering, which is kind of a lot, even in my team. Um, two, we have four managers, including myself, and three of them are women. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find the people if you're looking for them. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I think that's... Um, um, but I completely agree. Um, women often have more empathy, more listening skills, have this relation, natural relationship building ability. And um, yeah, and um, again, I think since many of our customers are, are male, obviously they, they like to, to talk to, to people who relate to them, to, who are female. And also, um, especially if the customer is female, even better, right? Because <laughs> they are, trust maybe a woman more than they would trust trust a man. I, I, I don't like stereotypes, but I think um, what I've observed that women uh, can be extremely successful in this profession. Yeah, me too. Of course, there's uh, there's men who are equally um, successful. Definitely, that's what, what I would say as well. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it's it's good to let women know that this is a place where they can really achieve something. Yeah. And there's something else you talked about, and that was that a lot of people on your team are not actually from a tech background. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also something I would like to talk about to let women understand that even if they're coming from another field, they can actually, you know, still switch into tech and be successful. Yeah. Is that your experience? Yes. Definitely. Um, we have people from other areas um, uh, who come into our business, people who have been working um, at customers in, in totally different area um, we have in our enterprise um, department we have an industry focus and so there we hired um, men and women from 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 these industries um, and not necessarily with a tech background um, we even have a program uh, and this is something a colleague of mine in switzerland is doing a bring women back to work program where we try to um, um, yeah to encourage women who have been um, out of the job for a couple of years maybe because they had children maybe or because of other reasons mm-hmm. to come back and, and and learn to be a solution engineer. And we have a, a great online um, learning platform, which is called Trailhead, where everybody can, can learn Salesforce technology for free. Um, everybody wow. can do that at any time. That's and cool. so I think this is a great way where, where, where women who come, come back from a break um, can, can learn to, to, to work in a Salesforce environment or as a solution engineer. Well, that certainly sounds amazing. I would like to put the link to that uh, platform uh, on the video for some uh, someone who is actually interested in learning something about the Salesforce technology. And um, I see we're nearly at the end of our 30 minutes already. And so before I let you go, I would like you to give us some maybe some tips or something you would like to impart to young women starting out in the field, something you want them to remember when the going gets tough. <laughs> well, first of all, don't be afraid of something that looks tough in the beginning. Like, like me, I said, oh, computer science, such a such a scary big thing, and there are only boys. And then I tried, and 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 if you work hard, if you if you believe in yourself, you really can achieve that. Obviously, it's hard work. It's not it's not always easy. And then I think it's uh, I think a combination, obviously, also of a little bit of luck but also really looking at 
what do you like to do? What is it that really makes you passionate? And this is also what I always tell my people when they ask me, okay, how do I develop my career? The first thing is have you figured out what you want and, and what is important to you? And, and this can be very concrete in your, daily, in your daily work. Do you like to talk to people or do you like to program or do you like to, um, to entertain or do you like to be more withdrawn? And I think this is really the most important thing. Think about what you really, really want and then find people, find mentors. And I think um, most will then come almost from, from itself. Yeah. Wise words. Thank you, Lisa. So thank you so much for your time. It was great talking to you. Um, you have such an interesting and varied career. It's such a pleasure to actually meet someone who has all these different insights into the different roles as well. So thank you for giving me your time. Thank you so much, Ronke. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>